Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The new Texas Republican platform is only the latest reason why trans people in Houston feel that their rights, and maybe their lives, are in danger. Today, I'm talking with longtime trans activist Lou Weaver of the Trans Legal Aid Clinic of Texas about what he expects as the anti-trans rhetoric and political actions heat up. It's Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Lou, thanks for talking with us today. Good morning. Thanks for inviting me. Can you get us started by giving us an overview of what is going on right now with trans rights in Texas? Yeah, so it's getting scarier and scarier. So just to give you some background, I'm a trans man. I came out here in Houston in 2007, started becoming really politically active just because I realized what was happening in 2012 and then in 2014 with the hero battle, kind of what we've called the Houston bathroom bill, Mm -hmm. and then how it went to the state in 2017. And I did a lot of that because when I came out, I didn't see a lot of trans men. And now we get to see trans men like Elliot Page kind of at the forefront and talking about trans issues on a weekly basis and what that means for people like me, because there was not a lot of visibility. And I say this because when I came out as trans here in Houston, nobody was talking about us. The the fight was still around same-sex marriage. When same-sex marriage became legal in 2015, the, the fight pivoted. And then they started focusing on trans folks where we would use the restroom in public, where we would, you know, play sports and on and on. And so it's just been, you know, chipping away at our right to exist in society. That it's not just our Mm -hmm. equality and our equity, because like, you know, if I can't use the restroom in public, I can't really leave my house. Right. And then earlier this year was the attack on the right for trans youth to get access to health care and what that looks like. And I think one of the most alarming things is the GOP platform that came out oh, this week this past weekend made yeah. here in houston yeah yeah at the convention that happened you know right down the street from <laughs> us and right. obviously it's not law it's nothing more than this is what they want but they want trans kids not to have um, health care and they want homosexuality which is also an outdated term to be deemed as an abnormal lifestyle and it's really taking us backwards from all the gains that we have made and all the visibility that we have and what that visibility has been able to do for lgbtq plus people and what that means to those of us in the lgbtq plus community is that's what's going to they're going to be putting up for laws yeah those those bills that are going to be written come november i mean if this is the platform of the dominant part Party yeah. in Texas, we can just bet that the bills yes. will be there. Are these things already affecting human beings in Houston yes. and Texas? It's harder and harder to be a trans person here in Houston and Texas. And I will say that I have a lot of privilege being perceived by most as being white, being perceived as a man that I am, navigating society, all of my legal documents line up and everything like that. I don't have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. My friends do. My trans feminine friends, my non-binary friends who are walking through the world who 
um, according to the state, will never have documents that line up to match who they are. There's no ex-gender marker. Are people having trouble getting documents now that have the correct gender? Well, or is this one of the proposals? Right now, um, you can still yeah. get a docu- your documents lined up. It can be a little difficult, but you, you have to go to court. And so you have to have a third party validator. You have to have a doctor's note to say, yes, you're trans enough to change your name and your gender marker, as long as that gender marker is going to be an M or an F and fall within the binary. Uh, if you fall outside of the binary and you want an X like some other states and including um, the Washington, D.C. area, then your only option is really to get a passport with that X, but then you're going to have mismatched documents. Um, One's going to have an X if you can or want, you have that privilege, and one's (laughs) not. Um, Shameless plug, I do help run a name and gender marker change clinic here. It is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It's all free, and it's a number of attorneys who volunteer their time to help people navigate the court system in hopes that they can get their name and gender markers changed prior to anything changing that structure at the state level. And why are those documents so important? Well, you know, that's a really good question. We get asked all the time where people say, hey, just go down to DPS, get it done. It's like, it's, it's not that easy. You know, you, you literally right. have to go to court. You have to pay a filing fee. Um, you have to have all these things. But when you think about how often you use your driver's license or your state issued ID, it is still legal in the state of Texas to deny me housing because I'm a trans person. So if my landlord cared, like, she could kick me out or not rent me the place in the first place. It's a right to work state. I can be fired for being trans, even though we have a recent Supreme Court decision. Uh, when I get pulled over by the cops, when I get a job, when I go to the doctor's office, when I want to get a drink, when I vote, mm-hmm. all of these things are made easier for me because my documents have lined up for 10 years. When I travel, when I go get on a plane, all of these things. And people don't think about it because, you know, you show your ID a million times a day. But any time that that picture looks different or when that name is different, People just get suspicious. Sometimes just navigating all of that is is so much so that you're like, I won't, don't want to do it. So people don't vote. People won't go to the doctor because they, they get misgendered or people say, I'm sorry, this is your legal name. I'm going to have to use it. It's like, how many Roberts do you call Bob? <laughs> how many Elizabeths do you call Liz right. or Beth? Come on, you can call this person by their name. It's not that big of a deal. But it becomes a big deal when it's a trans person. So, so legal documents are, are re, that line up and match who you are are really life-saving documents. So what are the effects on families with trans kids? What are you seeing already? You know what's sad is um, my friends are moving out of state. These friends that I've made with trans youth that I've made over yeah. the past five, six years that I've been doing this work, I have a family here that I know on a personal and professional level. And the mom and the youngest daughter are moving to Colorado next month. And the dad Mm -hmm. and the older are staying here. So the older one can finish school and because they have to make sure they get healthcare for their youngest. And so their family is going to be split up until their oldest goes to college and dad can move. And this is not an uncommon thing. This is just somebody in my tight circle that it's happening to. And we see it more and more. I see GoFundMes for people because people are, Oh, just move out of state. Do you know how hard it is to pack up and move out of state to find a job? I mean, it costs thousands of dollars. And really, why should I have to leave the state that I live in? It's my home. I mean, I also don't want Houstonians getting kicked out of my state. I mean, this is just not right. It's why should I not have the right to live here like everybody else and have the same equality, the same access to everything that my peers, my neighbors, my coworkers do. And that's what's happening to these kids. They're being told that they're not welcome here. 
that they're it's not safe for them right. here. That you're not you're not like your peers. You're not like your classmates. And so parents have no choice if they want to keep their kids safe. It's access to health care. It's being able to go to school with the right name, being able to play sports. And these kids are being denied this. And it's it's scary. And what that does and what we right. know it does is it ups the attacks on trans people, whether they be youth or adults. We've had so many trans women murdered here in Houston over the past four years. And Dallas is just the same. And we've had a couple murdered in, in um, San Antonio and El Paso. Oh, wow. Yeah. What kind of numbers are we looking at for the murders? Over the state of Texas for the past few mm-hmm. years, we're at 10 that we know of. Right. And, and these are hate crimes. These are believed to be targeted yeah. because the person was trans. Right. And it's not just being in the wrong, at the wrong, wrong space at the wrong time. It's literally being targeted because they're a trans person. Somebody's like, you're gross, you're nasty. The state says like, you know, that you're wrong. Therefore, you know, I'm going to do what right. I want to do. I. Yeah. And so we are expecting this sort of stuff to get worse in the coming months? Yeah. So, you know, the GOP had their um, convention right here in Houston recently. They Mm -hmm. set out a platform, which is what they think should happen, um, what they believe in. And they specifically said uh, no affirming care for trans youth. They targeted same-sex relationships as an abomination or, or an abnormality. Right. And we're we're all lumped together. We're all the LGBTQ plus community. And when there's these blatant attacks right. saying that we're wrong, we don't have access to health care, then, you know, other people hear that and believe right. it. I have been called more names on the street in the past couple of years than I had been since the early 80s. What? And that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the early 80s, before I came out as trans, I was called a dyke and a queer and many, many things on the street. Yeah. And now I get called fag and queer on the I... streets from when people out there, you know, it's driving by in their car and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. wow, like, really? Um, you know, I don't fear for my life because, like I said, as a man and as a white man, I'm probably not going to be the target of a hate crime, but it's my friends, the ones that are black and brown that are, you know, going out and having a good time or, or going to to and from work. It's those folks that, that are really in danger when they're waiting for the bus. And, you know, it's just reminiscent of the eighties when, when people would come to the air, to the Montrose carrying their baseball bats and hiding in the back of the trucks. You know, that's, that's what we're thinking about. What we're worried about is, is this going to start getting to that level again? Because the rhetoric within our political groups is getting really, really bad. Is there anything we can do to stave this off here in Houston, here in Harris County? You know, people always ask that. What can we do? Mm -hmm. Um, So one is um, get to know trans people, understand them, listen to them, take them to lunch, hear them, watch shows about us that are by us. And and stick up for your friends. If I'm not in the room and you hear something, say something. Uh, I can't be everywhere all the time. Neither can my friends. And honestly, it's tiring. I am so exhausted. Ever since the thing about CPS came out earlier this year, like I feel like I'm walking through a fog because I know what's coming. I've lived through it. And it just becomes so much to bear. So, you know, if you hear something, say something. Tell your friends that, hey, this stuff is not acceptable. Trans folks are folks. We're Texans just like everybody else. And talk to your elected officials. Talk to your city people. Talk to your county folks. Write letters. uh, Make phone calls to your state reps, to those senators, and say, we want what everybody wants. And we want our friends to be okay here in the great state of Texas, just like all of our other friends. And unless we do this kind of coordinated effort to push back and say, LGBTQ Texans are Texans. 
and they want everything that every other Texan wants to raise their family or to hold a job, to have their dog <laughs> and, and hang out. And, and this is what we need. Otherwise it's, they're coming. It's not just trans folks. They're coming for the same sex marriage. They're coming for people, the ability to adopt and who gets the right to choose about their own bodies. Do I get the right to choose about my body and what that's going to look like with my provider? But it's going to take all of us. We all need to stand up. We all need to be present. We all need to be saying what we can and should be saying. And, and, you know, think about how that affects each and every one of us. Anything else that we should be doing? I would say that, you know, if you're listening to this today, do me a favor. Um, I got two pieces of homework for you. One, uh -huh. tell three people that you listen to this. Ask them to listen to this because I need to be talking to more people. And I, trans people, more people need to be listening to trans people. And I can't get to everybody, neither can all the other advocates that are out there. But listen, tell your friends. Don't be afraid to have these conversations. And number two, if you have access to Netflix, watch the documentary Disclosure. It's by, for, and about trans people. And it shows ways that trans people have been othered and demeaned and put, pushed aside by the people that are running our media for over 100 years and why we are where we are now and why it's so easy for the trans community to be targeted by others of the way that we've been portrayed in media. Think Mrs. Doubtfire and you know men playing dress up in women's clothes to get away with something. But that's not who trans folks are. And I think that really, if we can get more folks to understand and know who trans people are, that we will be in a much different position when it's time to, you know, have this fight at the state and federal level about you know, our rights and our equity. Thank you so much. Sure. That was trans activist Lou Weaver. We will have links to resources for trans people and their families in our show notes. Now, I am here with lead producer Dina Kasba. Dina, what else is going on around Houston? Thanks, Lisa. So here's what I've been reading up on today. Shoot the Moon has officially closed its doors for good. The self-serve bar concept that started in Spring Branch filed for bankruptcy just after an 11-month run. The owner, Kevin Floyd, attributes closing up shop to a combination of inflation, supply chain issues, and an overall lack of foot traffic. And in more weather news, y'all already know it's hot out, but with that heat, we're seeing high levels of drought conditions across Texas. About 80% of Texas is experiencing some level of drought. And with that comes a lower crop production and decreased soil moisture levels. And any drop of rain just to bring in some level of relief is just not in sight at the moment. Now, on the positive side is that in Houston, we haven't yet been severely impacted by the drought. However, the Texas state climatologist John Nelson Gammon says that could change. So as temperatures stay high, y'all remember, stay hydrated and out of the sun. That is it for our show today. Producer Farrell Gibbs has been running our Instagram account, and it's a lot of fun. Y'all should go check it out. It is at CityCast Houston. We will be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. Louie's in here. Sorry. <laughs> All right. He's been very quiet. All right. He's going back to sleep. <laughs>